The Dad Presents, Episode 47. You're absolutely right. It all starts right now. Man can be assholes. Uh, yeah, I'm sitting next to one right now. Well, yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome to The Dad Presents, episode number 47. This is B, reporting live with Jay Maddie. What's going on, B? How you doing today? Man, everything's good. I got to warn the audience that football's on today. It's the first time we've ever done a show with football, so I'm going to be distracted. Sunday special. But I am committed to giving the people the best parenting advice ever. So football will take a back seat for a minute as we delve into our responsibilities here on the show. What's going on there, J. J. Matty? Oh man, it's been a traumatic week in the Nespoli household. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had to get rid of our chickens. Oh. One of the chickens shat on my wife's pillow, and uh, she she threw down the battle axe, and that was it. So I had to find a home for him, which is not easy to find a home for four chickens. No, but my buddy took him on. Uh, we've had to go visit those chickens three times in the past week because my kids are traumatized. And uh, like any good parent, we are fixing the situation by bribing them with a puppy. Good exchange. You, you know, as hard as it is to find a house for chickens, those four chickens, it's harder to find a house for a divorced male. <laughs> so That's where that was headed, too. There's no doubt. You made the right decision no for doubt. once. And, I mean, yeah. I mean... <laughs> yeah, I, I I can't say you know the chicken the chicken thing was, you know, in this, this past two years for whatever reason I've been trying to reconnect with my my inner primitive man with the hunting and the chickens and and all that. But the, the chickens might have been a bridge too far in Los Angeles. They just I had no idea of the copious amounts of shit they produce. They get in the house, literally shit on the bride's pillow. Yeah, well. Like, ha- like they were aiming for it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> went, got in the house, went in the bedroom, got on the bed, shit on the pillow. You're like, definitely going to shit on her pillow. That mm-hmm. was intentional. Yep. Good decision to choose the wife over the chickens. Right. Um, you know. How you doing? What's going on Man, in the household? Everything is good. It's, you know, you're getting into, uh, you know, the school thing. You're getting comfortable. The You know, she's comfortable with her teacher. The teacher seems good. You're happy with that. Looking at middle schools now, man. The kids getting old. You, you know, last year of elementary. Got to, I've been on now. What do you mean looking at middle schools? Gotta, Doesn't she just go to the one that is no, in the district? No, man. We got to. We got to investigate. We're not like our parents. Our parents. I went to school because they were close to the house. That's that's how that's my what, parents. That's what we did. Yeah. I didn't know you could choose. <laughs> yes, you can choose. Are you you sent her to a, a private school. You guys are. We looked at one. We looked at one last weekend, and they improved. We're not in that same demographic. We're just going whatever's close. But there are other good public schools out there. So we've been to to another public school that uh, was a couple weeks before that, and we got two more scheduled, as far as I know. What does a private school for junior high in Los Angeles run these days? You know, I talked to my wife because she looked at it. I didn't look at it. It's probably about at least $10,000 a year. Probably, yeah. probably more. Wow. I imagine it's you know it's a commitment. Um, they, I will say this: they did show out. They they came out there. They brought out you know their what is it robotics lab and their oh, wow. you know they got a, what is it electives on Friday. So you you do your hard work during the week and then it's all electives on Friday and you yeah. get out at noon every Friday. Yeah. So they were rolling with all you know their test scores are higher than everybody else's. They they pulled out the big guns and they were very impressive. Um, yeah. For ten thousand a year, we're gonna figure that you out. You know, everybody, everybody 
applauds the the public school system and like graduating from public school is like a badge of honor for mm-hmm. for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but I'm all for these charter schools and private schools. I think it's healthy competition and they produce better results. You know why not? Why not? How do you feel about those charter schools and the possibility of just getting rid of public education, lowering tax? You know, and then people have money to to pick and choose where they want to send their kids. You know, there be a school for everybody. Yeah, no, I think you have. I think it's good that there's a variety. I don't think you need to necessarily get rid of one or the other. I think the charter school thing offers something that fits probably and has probably fit for some kids and. The issue with that is that, you know, there's people that say, well, you know, rich people are the people supporting the public schools or the charter schools. They're they're only doing it for the the money. And that may be so in some instances, but they have shown success. So you can't ignore that. But there is such a good thing as a good education. And they don't don't have to follow the state curriculum, which which I like, you know, Mm -hmm. less less controlled by the state. We were in Malibu hiking a couple weeks ago. We came across a, a gang of kids who are out there hiking and and learning about the trees and the nuts on the ground and, mm-hmm. and and all that, and they were they were just some charter school, and they do school out in the friggin' woods in Malibu. Yeah. Now that's a bit extreme, but I li- I like the option of that. You know. Yeah. No, I think that, like I said, I don't think you necessarily have to get rid of anything. I think it provides an option for folks that it works for, and it's worked for tons of people. Sure. You know, I've heard great things. Sure. About Options are always good. Excellent. Have do you? Let me let me quiz you. Do you know the origin of school? I think we did this on the show before. Did we? Yeah. You said something like it came from Shul or like right. some Viking there you go. thing. You listen and to I, me. Sweetie. Occasionally. Or I just, you know, have edited so many of these, they all sound the same. The Ottoman Empire. Yes. We're having problems. They're fighting a bunch of wars like we are today. Mm-hmm. And the young people started rebelling and refusing to go to war. So what they did is they developed school. Yeah. And it was what is now public school, but it was they started it to indoctrinate the kids and kind of brainwash them and get people ready to go to war and it worked. Mm-hmm. And that kind of spread throughout the world, but that's that's the origin of of oh, school. Sh- yeah, school. School. Yeah, or something. Yeah. No, but well, you know, I'll keep you guys updated as we move along this journey of picking an, a middle school, which is so exciting. But, you know, the one thing that was weird during one of these meetings uh, the principal, you know, gave his speech and he was really good, really dynamic guy or whatever. But he goes into, he says, you know, w- at this school, we consider, you know, how your child is feeling as they become adolescents before we assign curriculum to them. And I'm mm. trying to think in my head, like, that's nice. And I like the fact that they consider that. I'm trying to figure out what my parents would say if someone during the time I was growing up said that to them. <laughs> like, yeah. we need to evaluate how he's doing and Feeling emotionally, they would just they wouldn't even know what the hell he was talking they, about. I think they would probably punch the guy right in the throat. Like, I don't think they'd understand it, like a quick throat punch, maybe. <laughs> yeah, but it's just different. It's different now. Uh, there's more, and it's good to see because there's some more of it's good, some of it's not good. Yeah, yeah, depends. You, you don't want they do a little soft. bit too much catering to feelings these days. I agree with that. Um, yeah, I, I actually uh, before we get into everything else, I, this, this reminds me of a conversation I had with a friend yesterday. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how we we ended up talking about school shootings. Yeah, and. I had the idea, I made the suggestion, like, why, look, you know, liberals want to want to take away the guns, right? Which is impossible. You can't, even if, if we decide that's what is best, you can't do it. There's more guns than people. It's literally not possible to take away the guns. Sure. Conservatives want to put it on mental health and, um, okay, fine, if it's mental health, well, what do you do about it? All these kids who shoot up the schools are already on mental health drugs. Mm-hmm. So neither of those things are a solution. 
one thing all these shooter, school shooters have in common yeah. is they're miserable fucking kids who don't want to be in school. Mm-hmm. Why do we make kids go to school? Like, and I had this, this argument with, with a teacher friend yesterday, and, and I'm from a family of teachers, and mm-hmm. I respect teachers. Yeah. And w- my point was, you know, education is important, obviously. Mm-hmm. But school is not necessarily important, right? And if a kid is absolutely miserable doesn't want to be there. He's not listening. He's sitting there. He's getting picked on. He's he's just stewing in his anger all day, everything, every day. Yeah. He's not getting anything out of school, and he's a distraction to the rest of the kids. And schools, he's he's getting nothing out of it. It's not going to be productive for him. Isn't it best to remove that child from school if he wants to be out of school? Like, why is that illegal? Uh, because now you have a a kid that's idle who has probably has some sort of social disorder, and now instead of having him supervised from nine to three. He's now where? Where is he? He's yeah. home. He's home. Yeah, but he's not gonna. He's not gonna shoot up the school. Yeah, but he can leave home, right? He's not chained to the house. Sure. Right? So but he's have, not gonna go shoot up the school. He mm. doesn't. He doesn't hate those kids in the school. He doesn't even know those kids in the school. We don't know because the thing is, we don't know if the hate comes from school or if the hate is internal. Just anyway, just right. like he, you know. So the thing is, and I, we've gone through this before in the show. I think your public schools, it's sort of a necessary effort. To make sure that they everyone puts their best foot forward to create these fine standing young adults, and if they if they fall short, at least they are supervised for a time before they're saying, "Oh well, we gave up on this kid. Now just send him to the wolves." And now, yeah, but yeah. it doesn't work for some kids, man. Sure. Not everybody comes out of of school and is a productive young man. I mean, there's some people who are just damaged, good, and bad for society. Yeah, but yeah, they're not supervised if they're not in school, but they're also not shooting up the fucking school. They're not around my kid. Yeah, but they may be around other people's kids. <laughs> that's the, that's the well, issue. They less they, likely. Yeah. Well, the thing is, they're they're what they're they're home playing fucking violent video games mm. and getting on chat boards and getting that's what they're doing and getting more amped up to go shoot somebody i don't know i think else. i think a lot of that <laughs> angst comes from social anxiety of being in school and not being able to relate to the other kids yeah i don't know maybe. it's just a thought like I, I i i think we should consider the possibility that maybe school should not be mandatory yeah i think we got to go with school because I, you, you have to give kids your best effort if if you, i think it works best also when the parents are failing or the home is failing that school can you know maybe save a couple of these kids maybe a kid from a broken home who was headed a you know that's true totally ne- you know what i mean that's true so yeah i mean there's no perfect solution no not at all it, it, like just like we were talking about charter schools it, every different situations work for different people and so you know homeschooling works for some homeschooling may not work for others um i think we had a good little chat here but the people want to know about our parenting questions it's our favorite part of the show all right. Maddie. are you ready for the I'm parenting ready. questions okay i'm ready lay it on me all right, so the first parenting question I got is from Dave in Tampa. What's up, Dave? What's up, Dave? He says, how do you guys feel about co-sleeping, number one? Number two, at what age does it definitely have to end? And number three, how do you have that discussion with your wife who absolutely insists on doing it? You know, uh, and everybody, I guess, goes through this with you when you have kids or most people. A lot of people, a lot of parents I talk to. Um I think you have to figure out what kind of marriage you have, because I think if your intent is to bone regularly, which I'm going to go ahead and just raise my hand. I do like boning regularly. So I guess last night. Well, there you go. So that sort of co-sleeping type thing ruins your boning. I don't have to tell you that unless you're one of those sick fucks who just doesn't mind and rolls your kid over on the side and you go at it. And I think people do do that. They do. 
and not healthy. Well, you know, when it, when the child's <laughs> 18 months and under, sure, it's fine. Sure, that's fine. I've but, been there. Yeah. I, everyone, they don't know. Yeah, when they're younger, it's totally fine. But I think, like I said, first you have to figure out what kind of marriage you want. And if, you know, the sex part and the intimacy part isn't as important to you, then God help you. But it's not that big a deal. I think some togetherness is always good in terms of, you know, occasionally she gets scared of the dark. She comes in your room and, hey, okay, she can sleep here every once in a while. But I would not make it a routine thing um, past, you know, sort of that one to two, three years old. I think you got to get out of that ha- get, get out of that habit. So, yeah, I think a little bit of that is fine. And if, if you want the, the traditional type marriage, I think you got to eliminate it. If it's not that big a deal, then the roll The traditional with it. type marriage, you mean like where she resents you and everything you do? Or what are you, what are you talking about? That is also part of the traditional <laughs> side of marriage. But the sex part, you yeah. know, the intimacy, the, you know, the moaning, the heavy petting, the groping, and then the sure, intercourse. Sure. Well. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's, a, there's a couple things to consider. Sure. Number one, there's the, the health of your relationship with, with your wife. Number two, there's the health of your children, like what's best for the kids. Yes. So yeah, you, you nailed it with, with the sex part. Like it's not healthy for your sex life to have those kids in that bed all the time. It's just, that's not healthy. Look, it's like, it's like when you're on an airplane, right? And uh, the stewardess, or what do you call them now? That's in a, I guess that's inappropriate. Flight the, attendant. Stu- yeah, Flight there attendant. you go. Flight attendant. There you go. When they, when they give the instruction, they say, you know, when we're going down... Take the oxygen first before you give it to your kid, or you're no good. Yeah, that goes, applies to your relationship. If sure. your relationship good is not healthy, yeah. you're no good to your kid. Mm-hmm. You know, and your relationship is not healthy if you're not boning. It's just not unless not. you're unless you're a couple eunuchs. Okay, that's possible. It's possible. That's number one. So I don't think it's good for that reason. Now, what does it do to the kids? Mm-hmm. I, I I can't think that after a certain age, let's say five. Six. I don't know what the age is, but I can't think it's it's super great for the kids. You're 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 raising children who are going to be overly dependent. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. I don't know what the scientific studies show, but I just think these are not these are kids who are not going to be super independent and strong when they're used to sleeping with mommy and daddy till they're 13 years old. Now I'm going as I mentioned. I'm going to Chicago for work Monday. I've been I've been working out of town a lot this year, mm-hmm. and when I go out of town, my my wife she gets nervous. And she's <laughs> yeah, the, she should. <laughs> you know, well, she gets she gets she gets scared. We've had a couple break-ins in the yeah, past. Yeah. Um so she gets scared. So she has the kids sleep in the bed with her when I'm gone. Mm-hmm. I got no problem with that. They enjoy it. It's it's bonding for them. You know, it's not an all the time thing. Mm-hmm. My kids are ten and seven. Now when daddy comes home, they're out the bed. Mm-hmm. But it makes her feel safe. I don't know why my little seven year old isn't ain't gonna do <laughs> shit, but whatever. I've but, met your seven-year-old. He, he might do some <laughs> shit. But anyway. You know, yeah, yesterday, because of this, because she's always so terrified, and then it ruins my trip because she's always, she's calling and she's upset all the time and mm-hmm. anxious. I took her to the gun range yesterday, and I had her fire off 200 rounds yeah. and taught her how to use that that 9 millimeter. Yeah. So hopefully that empowers her a little bit. Uh, or, or it was she, also very sexy. That's why, you know. Yeah, or the next time you buy some chicken, she has a, a target. And, and and the ability to use a weapon on <laughs> yeah, you. But right, you've no just doubt. trained her to kill you. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Um, yeah. So in conclusion, mm-hmm. th- you got to do what's right for your marriage first. I understand a lot of moms. It's just in their nature, they want to keep those kitties under their bosoms. But it's not necessarily the best thing for the kids. Yeah. So th- that's how you address it with your wife. Don't do it from a selfish point of view of, honey, I'm not getting any. Do it from a point of view of, we got to do what's right for the kids. Yeah. 
And it becomes a comfort thing, too. As your kids get bigger and you're a bigger guy, maybe, or not, I don't know. It's just too many people in the bed. It's too, yeah. too hot, too much. Too yeah, much. you're absolutely right. Yeah. I, I, it drives me nuts. But you, you, he's asking how to address it yeah. with his wife. You can't come at it from a, I'm not getting enough sex and I'm uncomfortable point of view because then she's just going to call you an asshole. You got to yeah. talk about what's right for the children. Agreed. All right. I'll sign off on that. Question number two. Have at it. All right. We got... Pamela in Texas. Now, we kind of hit on this one a few weeks ago, but it's a little different angle. What's up, Pam? What's up, Pamela? She says, we are a very religious home. Mm -hmm. Our kids are asking us now about dinosaurs being hundreds of millions of years old because of what they've learned in in school. Sure. Our church says the earth is only 10,000 years old, and my kids have questions. Oh, boy. Well, what do you believe? What do you believe? And the thing is, is I'm of the belief that I want my kid to be an individual. So I expose her to both things. Hey, this is what so-and-so says, and this is what your book says. What do you think? And let them become a person. You know, you don't have to force them one way or another. It's not going to, you know, damage them psychologically if they believe that the Earth is only 10,000 years old. It's not going to damage them if they believe in dinosaurs. Um... I think you have to challenge them and try to figure out, okay, if you believe in dinosaurs, why? Why do you believe in dinosaurs? And make it, you know, a project. Figure, let them figure out about themselves. That's, that's what I would say. Um, I, I would not push them in either, either direction. I will just say, hey, this is what so-and-so believes. This is what this person believes. What do you believe? And then go from there. Yeah, um, I think you pretty much nailed it. Now, look, I, I, I think a lot of parents, I think it's kind of natural parents want their kids to think like them. But that's not what's best for your kid. Your kid is not you. Your kid is not an extension of you. Your kid is his own, his or her own individual person. You got to let them be people. So, and I can see where you're coming from. You're very religious. You're bothered by the fact that the school's conflicting with what your church is telling your children. You know, I know what you you want us to say. You want us to say that I, tell them the school's wrong or whatever, but that's that's not right. You got to let your kids make up their own mind. Let them get the information from from both places. Sit down, talk to them, help them rationalize through it. Um, you know, you're probably going to try to sway them one way or another, but you you shouldn't. That's my mm-hmm. advice. Let your kids be their own people and have their own ideas. Yeah. No, I yeah, we have gone through this before, but yeah, what's what's would be wrong with knowing a little bit more about your kid? And you, that's the, that's what it does ultimately is you get to find out what kind of kid you got, and that's kind of fun. So roll with that. Yeah, yeah, agreed. All right, what's going on in the world, B? Gotten through our two questions. Um, Fortnite, because we you know we are a parenting podcast. Um, a lot of kids playing Fortnite. A lot of grownups playing Fortnite. That is also correct. But there is a lawsuit that's been filed in Canada. Um, claiming that Fortnite is addictive as cocaine. Um, okay. And I got, I got the cocaine expert right here in the room there, folks. I'm, I'm not a cocaine expert. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. No. I've dabbled. Definitely but, not an expert. But basically, this lawsuit has been filed uh, in Canada. Like I said, this case stems from a parent's game. Uh, it, 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 they, the parents are claiming they, this game ruined their children's lives. Uh, they're citing a study... Finding the game causes the brain to release dopamine, and it has a drug-like effect. Uh, Epic Games, who makes Fortnite, has not commented on the pending lawsuit. Does Fortnite does Fortnite like cocaine? There, Jay Maddie. Well, I don't. I don't play Fortnite, so I, I don't know. <laughs> but I, there's a, there's a couple things to bring up with this. I, I hadn't heard this story. This raises a couple interesting 
points. Sure. All right. Number one, um, the the entire term um, addictive is it's a weird term because what what does it actually mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you hear things like sex addict. Yeah. Well, I I love sex. <laughs> does that make me a sex addict? You know, I mean, I love pizza. I eat pizza. I eat a whole large pizza by myself every Friday night. Mm-hmm. Am I a pizza addict? What does the word actually mean? Addicted. Kids like Fortnite. It's fun. They like video games. Sure. I liked video games when I was 12 years old. Mm-hmm. I used to get a boner going up to my Grammys because she had an Atari, and I would get so excited to play that Atari. Yeah, you really like video games. Uh, well, I did at that time, right? Mm-hmm. So what what does addiction mean? Now, there's there's some things like heroin where and alcohol, mm-hmm. where if you take enough of it, your body chemistry changes, and then when you stop taking it, your body has a physical reaction to that. So your body is physically addicted. Now, that doesn't mean it's hopeless and you can't get off the shit, mm-hmm. but it means there's an actual physical uh, chemical bond with you and that drug that sure. it, it changes your chemistry. Mm-hmm. Does that happen with, with Fortnite? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. That that doesn't seem like <laughs> the same it makes thing. sense to me. Yeah. Um, so that's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, you know, there's just lazy parents out there. Yeah. If your kid's playing too much Fortnite, don't let your kid play so much Fortnite. Just that, don't let them. Yeah. Be, be the grown up in the house. We've, we've uh, instituted in our house an iPad policy where our kids get two hours of iPad, three nights a week. Mm-hmm. We put that in from Go. It's never been a problem. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you on this. I think that. You know, when you hear these claims, this game, this game, okay, ruined their children's lives. And and what it does is it takes the responsibility off the parent. Exactly. And listen, you're really the only one who can ruin your child's life when you you basically break it down. That's pretty much it. You don't give that game that control. Jay Maddie has been great in terms of keeping his kids off screens. Like he said, I we've initiated a policy where she's on screens only on the weekend. Um you have to first of all realize figure out what your kids are doing are they on the phone too much or are they on the tv too much are they on fortnite too much and actually sit and see what it is the game is doing to them if you think it's affecting your child in a negative way you make the appropriate decision but it's on you it's not on fortnite right i think this is a case personal of, accountability yeah i think this is a case of uh, some people finding something that is popular like fortnite and getting in into the media with a lawsuit and then citing a study that's going to make everyone go <gasps> cocaine. Yeah. So yeah, only you can destroy your child's life. Not Fortnite. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. Um, co- a couple more things. So the, the other night, mm-hmm. um, friend of the show, Peter Bokassian. Hey Pete. He was on Tucker Carlson. So, go, I, so I turned it on. I watched Tucker. I don't, I don't typically watch the news, but I watched an hour of Tucker mm-hmm. in that one hour. Now, Tucker Carlson, I believe is the number one rated, news show on TV, mm-hmm. you would think he would have advertisers galore. During that one hour, there were only two ads. There was MyPillow. Have you seen MyPillow.com? Yeah, 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 yeah. That guy had a spot, 90-second <laughs> spot at every intermission. Uh-huh. And then there were class action lawsuits. Sure. Like five, six different class action lawsuits. Mm-hmm. Now, number one, I, I'm, I'm surprised that the number one show in America can't get advertisers. Now, that tells you a lot about the state of America and, and how fearful yeah. um, corporations are of even being associated with anything remotely conservative. Yes. That they, he can't even get an advertiser. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, five or six different 
class action lawsuits. Mm-hmm. We have become so litigious where the default position in America is sue, mm-hmm. sue, yeah. right? So I don't remember all that when I was a kid. And I, and I, th- I think it's ruining us. It, it, you, know, you know, I run a business and yes. I, I've, I've had to let go of a lot of people mm-hmm. in the past year. They all sue. Yeah. They, they, that's, that's like pretty much standard practice. practice. You let go of somebody, they sue you. Mm-hmm. Well, especially we're here in California. Uh, and that's what California is kind of known for is that California, you know, LA law in the eighties and lawyers and suits and nice clothes and nice hair and all that other shit. It's like the suing capital of the world. If you, you know, you got, uh, divorces, huge divorces out here, huge divorce settlements. It's really the, the, uh, (laughs) sorry, Siri just came on. Did you say, Hey Siri? I guess I did. (laughs) <laughs> but weird. no but i think that's the thing is that it it happens all over the country obviously but in especially in california that's what is you know sort of famous you just say hey, i'm gonna sue you you know oj simpson big case right trial of the century california right so that i mean it is the way it's a knee-jerk reaction a lot of times um i yeah, don't know and, if there's and, an answer and, to and it. Where, where does that come well it comes from um it comes from wanting to protect the the least amongst us, which is a good um, a good principle, you know, mm-hmm. looking out for the little guy. Sure, but that's been exploited and it's turned into a problem. Mm-hmm. Where now they're 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 taking people and they're exploiting them, and, and and the people who makes the money is the lawyers, yeah, right. And society gets screwed. Everybody ends up paying more in tax dollars. You know, our court system is backed up for for years and years and years. We're paying for that. Um, it's getting harder and harder to to function in society as a business because uh, there's so many damn rules that are really impossible to follow. Yeah, and everybody's miserable. Mm-hmm. I, with these last two things you've brought up, mm-hmm. what they both point back to, I believe, is personal accountability. Right? Mm-hmm. It's a problem in today's society. Nobody has any personable accountability. We all want to point the finger. You know, if your kid's addicted to Fortnite. <laughs> Figure it out. Yes. Fix it. By yourself. If you lose your job, why did you lose your job? Mm-hmm. Get a new job. Yeah. No, I, I, I side with you on that one. Um, it's, you know, getting back to the Fortnite thing, I just think that if it was a least or a less popular game, then there would not be a Fortnite lawsuit. That's what I think. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, they got all the money. Have you ever played Fortnite? No, never. I don't even know what it is. I just know the, the little stupid dance my kids do. Yeah, they do dances and they kill people and, you know, whatever. Uh, that's the kind of game it is. Moving right along. Um, sticking with California, because we're in California. We were just talking about California. California just recently became the first state in the nation to set a minimum school start time for public and charter schools. The new law mandates that by July 2022, just right around the corner, folks, it doesn't sound like it, but it is, middle schools can begin the school day no earlier than 8 a.m. Maddie, good or bad? I don't know. I, I mean, are schools starting before then? Yeah, as a matter of fact, the one I've visited this weekend, I think they started like 7.50 or something. Uh, now, are they mandating this to private schools, too? Uh, no, I think private schools could do whatever the hell they want. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's public school. It's government school. They're going to make whatever rules they mm-hmm. want about their government school. Yeah, and what they basically found, I guess there's different studies been done that says that, you know, lack of sleep, they're not productive, so they want the kids to be well-rested when they get to school, so they can be productive when they get to school. Um, you know, and they, they actually also found out that, Minority children get this, you know, they they get a lot of less of everything. They 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 usually fall in last place in a lot of other categories. They also get the least amount of sleep. 
So they're trying to. Why is that? Well, I think you can. I don't know if they gave a reason, but I think you can point to, you know, sort of the thing where you say, well, possibly there's a broken home. There's a single mother who maybe has a childcare issue that maybe she's dropping her off, dropping their kid off at a grandparent's house, picking them up late because she's out at work. Therefore, their sleep is interrupted. You can make that argument. So when, when you say minority children, mm-hmm. what does that actually mean? Well, I think you're talking about, you know, the non-white children. That's what it, the Asians are kicking ass. Well, they, well, I'm sorry. Let me specify. They said uh, sleep is also an equity issue with Hispanic and African-American adolescents. So black and brown. Yeah, getting uh, less than their white and Asian peers. So no, Asians and whites seem to sleep. Black and, black and Latinos are up all night partying. Off, off topic, but related <laughs> to what you just brought up here. Yeah. The, I think more and more, more and more and more, mm-hmm. everything is framed racially, and it's get it's making everything worse and worse and worse. I think we just got to get away from talking about things in those terms. Well, if some kids are not getting enough sleep, mm-hmm. get those kids more sleep. We don't need to. We don't need to say the minority kids are being affected more. It's a, it's not necessarily minorities. You just you just laid it out. It's more likely kids whose parents are working two jobs or a broken home. It's not the problem. It's not the problem. Is not that the kid is black. The problem is that his dad's in jail or his mom has to work two jobs because of whatever. Yeah. That's the problem. So fix that. Yeah. Well, that's a harder fix. Right now, the, I think the Well, you fix... can't fix the blackness. He's black well, no, for life. I think, but that's what they're doing. They're saying, not the blackness, but they're saying, get to school later, rest up, and everybody's on an even playing field. So yeah, I'm 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 fine with that. I, I didn't know any school started before 8 a.m. Oh, yeah. That seems, that seems a bit early, man. I, that is early. I had a hard enough time getting to school by 9. Yeah, it's it and man, the drive to school, depending on your commute, our commute is like I feel like uh, Mad Max every day where I'm just like on the road, cutting people off, throwing harpoons at them, stuff like it. Yep, yeah. Oh, dude, we moved offices and my commute. I don't know if I told you this, my commute, it's sometimes close to two hours. Uh So, yesterday, I went out and I bought an electric bicycle. Oh, wow, this bike, this bike goes 30 miles an hour, dude. So it's not it's not legal to to ride it down the beach, sure. But that's what I'm going to do because it works only. It's only 14 miles away. Yeah. It should not take two hours to get there. So mm-hmm. on this bike, I should be able to make it in about 45 minutes. So that's that's my new commute. That Biking is every day. fun. Yeah, I've seen those and they look fun. So yeah. maybe I'll ride it. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. If you want it back in one piece, maybe not a good idea. <laughs> um, moving on to uh, celebrity news, Kylie Jenner. Has trademarked the term "rise and shine." No, she didn't. <laughs> yes, she has. And you it can't. It can't do that. Hey, she filed legal documents asking the feds for ownership of a slang version of the famous wake-up call "rise and shine." Well, did they give it to her? I think they did. What? I think, I think they gave it to her. I, she she basically got the idea because she made a video and posted it of her walking into her child's room and just saying "rise and shine." And because I think we're the dumbest people on earth. Everyone loved it, and they loved it so much it was like a phenomenon. It's like, oh, Kylie, rise and shine, you know. And so then she says, "Well, wait a minute, I'm going to trademark this." Oh my god! But she... so now, <laughs> you, if you say that like in a commercial or something, you, you have to have... pay Kylie. I, I, I See, this so. goes back to what we were just talking about about litigiousness. <laughs> sure, that's ridiculous. My grandma used to say, "Rise and shine." Yeah, well, it's like LeBron a month ago tried to tried to uh, trademark Taco Tuesday. So, yeah, get right the fuck out of here. You can't <laughs> trademark something that everybody says. How do they get? You sure they gave it to her? I well, it said it on T. Well, TMZ is not a credible source, but that was a headline. She trademarked the term, leading me to believe that they accepted which, it. Which one is Kylie? Kylie's the billionaire with the makeup, with the married to Travis. She's not Scott. the one with the porn tape. No, that's Kim. 
Kim. I, well, they may all have porn tapes, but Kim is the one that got public. She's the one that got famous off hers. But unreal. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I. Th- you see, the thing is, the first response is you're sickened by it because it's like no one; those words don't belong to anybody. But then there's a sort of admiration that goes into it, where this young lady, who's now a billionaire, is always working. Her mind and her or her people's minds are always working at trying to get the next dollar. So you have to respect I that don't part respect of it. That it's uh, but, that's a that's an empty human right there. Yeah, but yeah, it is a it, it is a bit overboard. Trend, that's uh, an empty person. Words. She care obviously cares nothing about anything but money. When you start trademarking stuff, she made a cute little video with her daughter. Yeah, and she she wants to get rich off of it. Like she doesn't already have all the. She's goddamn a billionaire. Money. She is a billionaire. Fuck youngest, you. as a matter of fact, youngest billionaire ever. As a matter of fact. Um. And we'll just keep it in rhythm here. Uh, Kylie's father, Bruce Jenner, uh, has become a trans. You owe the state of New York City two hundred fifty thousand dollars. What do you? You just misgendered her father. What mother. is he? Is he okay? What is he? He's he's, tra- a, he's a female. You know this. Well, no, he's he's this. trans though, right? Right. His okay. pronouns are she and he. You said he. That's a that's a law. That's well, a two hundred fifty thousand dollar fine in the state of New York. Let me say this. I'm that, gonna phone it in. Yeah, you should. You should phone it in immediately. That's hate speech. That, that could which, be. Which you stood up for. No, no, no. Yeah, oh, yeah, you did. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, you it did. Was, it was for... Guys, go back and listen no. to episode 46. Yes, please listen to episode 46. No. For fines for hate speech. No. I stood up for... Not, fines for hate speech. Not calling ice on people. Not threatening to call ice on people. Not threatening yeah. people about calling ice. Not I, being able to allow... Not being allowed to call them illegal immigrants. That's yes. the hate no, speech. No, no, no. Illegal aliens, Illegal because aliens. That, is, speech. Yeah, that is now not part of the vernacular. That's not an acceptable part. Right. Well, calling a he a she is not acceptable. I, if you it's remember... Called, it's called misgendering, and you're a bad sure. person. If you remember in the show, person. number 46, I said that that was harder to sort of enforce. It's all the same. It's all hate speech. No, not really. Sure is. Not the same thing. All right. But anyhow... Leave that one to the people. Is is be a bigot? Yes or no? Let me know on Facebook. <laughs> oh, and then put one next to me for you, and let's see what the numbers are. So hey. post both of those. Hey. I will anxiously await the results. Okay. Um, you messed up my whole tranny segment because I had a transition. <laughs> Got you going into all right. Go on. Bruce Jenner to the transgender segment that we're going to do because we have a couple issues regarding the transgender community. Ah, fuck it. We'll do it after the break. We'll be back with more on the Dad Presents after these words. Yo, B. What's happening? You, you notice how chill and sexy I'm looking right now? Uh, no comment on that. Well, you, you notice. Don't pretend you didn't notice. Mm, quite the opposite. <laughs> but what are you getting at? You want to know why I'm looking so chill and please, so sexy right now? Please stop talking and just tell me <laughs> what, what you're It's me undies. I'm feeling good. I'm wearing me undies. I feel good. And when you feel good, you look good. Are we really talking about your underwear right now? I'm talking about my underwear. I don't want to talk about your underwear. Me undies are the best underwear you can get out there. And our listeners, we got a code for you. If you want some me undies, if you want to feel fresh, if you want to look good, go to meundies.com. Use the code word friend. Buy 20 for 20% off. That's a bargain at any price. So you, you said these are the best underwear you can get? Look at me right now. I don't want to. Look at me. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Go to me undies. <laughs> do what he said with the code. Get them. They're great underwear. That's all I'm going to say about it. My nuts are so tight. I, yeah, you took it too far. Uh, number one, the hot topic all over the place is this transgendered boy who, or transgender boy slash girl who is uh, in Texas. The mother wants him very badly to be a girl. The father, who I guess they're divorced, wants 
the boy to remain a boy. Texas, every politician is weighing in on How old this is child? Seven years old. Seven years old, okay. And so, the, you know, there's, a, I guess there's a tape where the he, the dad is asking the kid, hey, what are you? And she says, I'm not a boy, I'm a girl. And he says, well, who told you that? And she says, my mom. It's just too young. But I'll let you go first there, Jay Maddie. Well, I mean, we're losing our goddamn minds. <laughs> I mean, we really are. You, you got a seven-year-old child. Okay, let me give you some statistics, sure. right? Transgendered people are 16 times as likely to kill themselves yeah. as regular people. 16 that, times. That That's 1,600%, right? Mm-hmm. All right. 90% of kids who have gender dysphoria, which is what this is, when, mm-hmm. you, when you feel like maybe you should be other sex, 90% of them get it worked out by puberty. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they're fine by puberty. Yeah. Okay? So let's say you got 100 kids, mm-hmm. and they're gender dysphoric, and you let them go, 90 of them are fine. Yeah. That, le- that leaves 10 at puberty who are still confused. Maybe those 10 go through the sex change, and maybe three of those 10 kill themselves. So yeah. you got three dead kids on your hand, let's mm-hmm. say 30%. 30%. Whereas if you take seven-year-olds, right, and you got 100 of them, and seven Tommies say they're Tammies, mm-hmm. and you start putting them all on hormone blockers, yeah. 0% of those children get over their gender dysphoria, mm-hmm. 0%. So now you got got 100 transgendered kids. At the same suicide rate, you got 30 dead kids. Mm-hmm. So this is literally a life and death issue. Sure. And it's fucked. It's, it's, it's just political correctness has gone over and above, and it's now it's ruining our society. This is bad. This is a, is a bad thing. You got, you, you got Elizabeth Warren up there, on the debate stage talking about like it's a major issue that all transgendered illegal immigrants need to be let into the country immediately and given health care mm-hmm. and they and they we need to pay for their pussies now first of all how many of these people are there that this needs to be something that that is like a major issue three are there three illegal immigrant transgenders and why why it's like okay Gay marriage had to be a thing, and they pushed and pushed and pushed. And I, I was for gay marriage before any of these phony-ass liberals, especially Hillary and Obama, who just came out for it like five, six years ago, right? That makes sense. That's equality. It's like they, they got that, and now they just, they just move, move the ball to this transgender thing, and it's just getting very squirrely and very dangerous. Mm. Give these people their rights of course, they're people, but let's make some smart decisions. We don't even know. We don't even know. There's no scientific evidence that proves you can be born with a dick, but a, a female brain. Mm-hmm. We don't even know these things yet, but we want to start cutting off peepees on seven-year-old boys. It's insane. Yeah. And like I said, I think it's seven. You're too young to make that kind of decision. I Earlier this morning, I had a conversation with my 10-year-old, who I think is a smart child, but she's 10 years old. The reason I know she's 10 years old is because I told her when I saw her this morning. Hey, sweetie. Good morning. She said, good morning, daddy. I said, great. Hey, you have your shirt on inside out. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. No, you don't. That's how she identifies. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. She is someone who wears a shirt. Like crisscross. She identifies as crisscross. Yeah. yeah. And I said, you have your shirt on inside. She refused to believe it. And I said, do you want to know how I know you have your <laughs> shirt on inside out? Well, how? How do you know? Well, there's a tag. There's a tag that I can see right there that means it's inside out. Oh, okay. So what you're saying is that someone three years younger than this child, who I think my child is brilliant, I do, but someone three years younger than her 
is supposed to make this life-altering decision when they don't even really know what sex is. No. No, no idea. None. They're they're no, they're 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 barely even human at seven years old. <laughs> yeah, they're you like know, <laughs> my my son, my seven year old, two years ago when he was five, yeah, he identified as the incredible hulk. Sure. He would tell everybody he was the incredible hulk. I believed him. Now, are we supposed to respect that and dye his skin green sure. and and make his pronoun <laughs> his pronoun hulk? Hulk. He yes. had a kid in his school at that same age age who was going through gender transition. Mm. Fucking madness, because with this kid, they say he liked Frozen. That's their evidence. He liked Frozen. Okay. I liked Frozen. I <laughs> well, thought it was a good movie. That surprised me one bit. <laughs> Maybe we need to get you on some hormone blockers, buddy. Immediately. No, I, it, it's... It's it, madness. No, it's it's crazy. It's entirely too young. You're, you haven't even probably, I'm guessing, had a the major sex talk with your kids by seven, I'm guessing. And to make this sort of leap, it, it give it some time. Give it some time. Let things develop. It's a very short sample, a small sample you have to work with. Yeah. There's two things here, right? So number one, there's people pandering. People want to be... They want to be seen as the most virtuous out there. I'm the most virtuous. Mm-hmm. I'm. That's what Elizabeth Warren is doing. You know, free the transgendered illegal aliens and pay for their pussies. She's, she's virtue signaling. Then, then you have some people who are genuinely compassionate, mm-hmm. which is a good quality for society to be compassionate and to want everybody to be happy right but the 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 people who are virtue signaling are preying on those feelings of genuinely compassionate people and they're putting out a false narrative mm-hmm. they're putting out a false narrative and and we need to look at what actually is the most compassionate thing now i just gave you the statistics about suicide and what happens to transgender people seems to me the most compassionate thing is to let it play out yeah, at least until puberty. That would be wise. I think that if you if you're in again, it's tough to put an age on this stuff. But if you're looking for a ballpark, I think that would be where you would start. Mm-hmm. Um, the stuff on Warren is, I think, a little bit different. Because, well, hold on before before you jump to that. Uh-huh. And I want to say it it doesn't weird me out at all. I know it weirds a lot of people out. It doesn't mm-hmm. weird me out one bit. I I could care less. I was I, on my drive to go get my electric bike. I saw a dude. He had to be six foot eight, mm-hmm. white guy. Had a beard and a mustache, and he was wearing a mini skirt and high heels. So, I I found it to you know that guy's doing him good. Yeah. Good for you. It does not weird me out. What I'm concerned about is I w- I want to know. I want some doctors. I want some scientists to look into this and figure out is this a disorder that we can treat, or can you actually have a female brain and a dick? Mm-hmm. And and if that's the case, and gender doesn't matter anymore, which is kind of what we're going with. What does it matter if you have a female brain and a dick? Like, leave, yeah, is leave it, the dick. Does it matter? It, it, Be who you are. At seven, it shouldn't. No. And, and the thing is, is that, I, I, and this is going way back, the first studies I ever heard of anything like that where you're talking about brain is that I think they said that there was were some studies that gay people had larger hypothalamuses in the brain, section of your brain. I don't even know if that's true because it was so long ago that I heard that. I just don't. What would that even mean? It, 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 we don't know. We don't know. And that's why you should wait. You should wait because there's no certainty to any yeah. of this. Wait, wait, wait. Definitely don't do it because the dude likes Frozen. Yeah, that would be a bad reason to chop off a dick, more than likely. All right, so yeah, get on, get on with it. Yeah, so Warren, my issue with that is is that when she's, these are people, when she's talking about these immigrants coming into the country, they're seeking asylum, so they're going through the process legally to be in the country, and what the concern is, or at least what they say the concern is, is that 
transgender migrants have sort of routinely been mistreated, you know, whether it's sexual abuse or uh, assault or what made fun of or whatever. She's saying speed up the process, get them into the country because they're going to be abused. It's, it's similarity with and pay for their gender transition now, surgery. I, yeah, I didn't read that part, but I don't know about all that. But the thing is, is that it's much like when, you know, you go to prisons and there are gay people in prisons who have sometimes they're put in separate cells because they don't want to be abused as, you know, child molesters as well. Sometimes child molesters who tend to draw the ire of rapists and murderers. That's like the bottom of the scale, I guess. Those people are separated from the general population as well. So that's, I think, where she's okay, going Okay, separate them. Fine. That's not what she's saying. She's saying release them immediately. So, okay, I, I broke the law mm-hmm. like everybody else, but because I'm trans, I get special treatment? Well, no, that no, no. not make any fucking she's, sense. These people didn't break the law. These people are refugees. They're, no, they're, no, no. They're seeking asylum. They're, no, that's, that's not what she said. She said all detainees. detainees. She, didn't say, oh. she didn't say refugees. That's different. Well, I... It was those seeking asylum. That's the headline I wrote. I, I'm just read. wondering. I'm just wondering. I, I don't want to go political. and We don't want to talk about Donald Trump. No. But most, the I would say the majority, more than 50% of the people does not like Donald Trump. Correct. And it feels like the Democrats are doing their best to help him win again. Like, all they have to do is not be fucking crazy. And every time they get on that debate stage, they get fucking crazy. Like, they want to give uh, Medicare for all, which mm-hmm. which is more money than we currently spend on everything. Sure. So they're gonna they're gonna double all that. They want to pay for everybody's transgender surgeries. Uh, Bernie wants to give uh, the Boston bomber the right to vote. Um, Julian Castro wants to play, pay for trans females' abortions, even though trans females can't get pregnant. I mean, it's just like one one thing after another. These cra- like just just be fucking normal, guys. Just like. Be normal. It's like they're they're playing to the two percent Twitter crowd. Mm. That's who they're playing to in these debates, and it, it's going to kick them in the ass in the end. Yeah, I think above all that, what is going to kick them in the ass is their inability to find a candidate. And none of these people have been convincing, and that they are going to be the one. She's coming. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing is that do, are you are we going to go through that again, where so. she rolls in there, everyone takes a shit on her for a few months, and then. She makes it to the nomination and gets shit on again uh, because everyone just sort of resurrected those old, old feelings. Um, that you know, beyond Ukraine, beyond impeachment, beyond everything, it's their failure to come up with somebody who people can unite about and are around. And you end up with thirty of them, and that makes it even harder. And it, you get taken less serious. So that's going to be the issue. It's not totally not out of the realm of possibility. This guy gets elected then, again. Then you got a guy like a girl like Tulsi Gabbard, who, who is like pretty moderate, right? Mm. Pretty moderate positions. The, but the one thing where she's different than everybody else is she's anti-war and they're killing her for it. Yeah. doesn't make any sense. Well, you know, like I said, it, it goes, there's, there's, there's a laundry list of dirty laundry, if you will, for various different candidates. And none of them seem to be anyone that a group of folks could get behind and say, yes, I'm definitely with this person. This, you know, I may disagree with X, Y, and Z, but this message resonates with me in this way. That's going to be the reason they fail, if they fail. So we'll see. We hope they don't fail, but we'll see. All right. All right. Anything um, else going on? We're sticking with trannies. Um, trans cyclist Rachel McKinnon has dominated, dominated go. the competition. You go, girl. The Masters you track, go, girl. Uh, cycling world championships in Manchester, England. 
is just this past weekend. She's celebrating her second consecutive world title and a world record in the 200 meter match sprint. Have you seen this girl? I saw a quick picture of her. She's got, could... she got a beer gut. Yeah, well, you know. She's got a beer gut. And um, she's the best. Yeah, and I mean, we've talked about this before. Okay. You want to be a woman, and that's fine. You want to change your parts, and that's fine. That does not make you all women to where you now compete with women in things that they do professionally and are able to basically steal their glory as you dominate their field now. Because I would I would venture, and I don't know the numbers on men cycling because I don't think it's a real sport. But <laughs> anyway. the hell is that? I, I would... I would venture to say that this record that this lady slash man has um, is not close to the world record for men, right? No. So it's like cheating is what it is. Yeah. And, you know, other athletes, Martina Navratilova, have come out against this because it's totally unfair. It totally wrecks what the accomplishment women athletes have made and the strides that they've had, you know, they've accomplished. Um. I, you know, it's just unfair and it's cheating. I've said it. The best female cyclist, the best female MMA wrestler, yeah. the best female powerlifter. Sure. All used to be men. That's fact right now. Mm. So uh, this is this is an anti-feminist uh, position to allow this. Yes. this is uh, You cannot be a feminist and be for this. You're, so ex- you're absolutely make up right. your mind, society. And I just think all this, like when people come out and speak out against this stuff, they get silenced. Um, again, on that same Tucker Carlson uh, episode, there was a prominent feminist who had a problem with this, you know, who logically has a problem with this. Like, I think most Americans are not okay with this. Mm-hmm. Um, she can't get on MSNBC or CNN. She had to go on Tucker Carlson, hmm. a feminist, a super hyper-liberal person. They, they silence her because... That's what's going on in this country now. I think it's. I don't think it's about doing the right thing. I think it's about control. I yeah. think they're trying to control people. They're trying to get it. It's like, like I said, it's like 1984 starting to happen. They want us tattling on each other. Uh, they want. They want people falling in line, and it's dangerous. Sure. Now, I think you see that. You know, it's 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 intentionally. This is a missed opportunity, but it's an intentionally missed opportunity because there's someone who is just trying to take credit for something they could not do if they they had remained a man but i think it's a much better feat if the trans woman still tried to compete with men and you know because i think that's a much better feat and if the person if she if she finishes in 10th i think that's an accomplishment right i think it's a much bigger accomplishment if they form their own league trans cyclists you know whatever we race we you know get sponsored i'm sure there's some people that would sponsor you go out there compete and win it for real, you know? It's- I, yeah, I remember when all this started, the the one thing uh, conservatives used to say, they would say, uh, well, you know what's going to happen is is men are going to just start saying they're women to compete and win. And and the <laughs> left laughed at that and mocked that, like, you know, whatever. Well, yeah. now that's happening. Sure. And, and you kind of had to see it coming. You're talking about things where there's money at stake. Yeah. Of, of course men are going to do that because mm-hmm. men can be assholes. Uh, yeah, I'm sitting next to one right now. Well, yeah. <laughs> I got no comeback. I <laughs> know. That was the whole point. I just threw that in there. All right. So we're get, we're through our uh, agenda here, folks. It's nice. We don't have an agenda. We have an agenda. We don't have an agenda. What's our agenda? Um, we had like stuff we were going to talk about. No, agenda. agenda is like, uh, like it sounds nefarious. Like oh. we, we have a master plan. We got through our list. 
of yep. stuff to talk about. All right. Does that sound better? That sounds better. It doesn't, but okay. Anyway, uh, Maddie, tell them where to reach us on our socials. All right, guys. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram at The Dad Presents. Uh, keep your parenting questions coming if you like our advice or if you just want to laugh at us, send it to us via Messenger. And please, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, do it on iTunes and give us a rating and a review. Thanks, Immediately. Man. Yes. We appreciate you guys listening. Thanks for the questions. And we'll be back next time. But until then, take care of your kids. Take care of yourself. Take care of your family. <sighs> we'll be back soon. Right on. <laughs>